All right. Should we get started? Yeah. Dead in real life. Welcome to the rom-com dudes. <laughs> I'm rom-com dude number one, Austin here. I'm rom-com dude number two, Carlton. Blowing out your beautiful ear holes with our amazing sounding voices. It's 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m. recording time. Yep. We're going to record three in a row, and we'll tell you which one's the third one. This is going to be our first one, I think. We haven't yeah. decided, but we probably will. Might go Crazy Stupid Love first. Carlton will never know. I put him up. Yep. <laughs> but, I do uh, production. He does all the yeah, posting, publishing. That's right. Um, <laughs> driving up the driving up here from, from my home uh, it took longer than I thought. This is kind of far, and it's slick here in Rigby. Is it not? The roads are not good here. In Blackfoot, it's fine. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's warmer in Blackfoot, oh, though, sure. usually. <sighs> How was your week? I'm busy. Yeah, I didn't even ask you. School's kicking my... You're taking 20 credits, aren't you? Yes, I am. That's a lot. Yeah. I work with this girl, and I said, her husband's going to school. I'm like, how many credits is he taking? She's like, six. It's kicking his butt. I'm like, okay, dude. (laughs) Whatever. That's what kicks your butt means. I mean, if he's working, that can be... He's not. But, um, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Okay, so we have some things. Um, Sorry, Carlton was sick last week. Took a week off. House cleaning. That's okay. We've got a routine we think will work. It will work unless we get sick. Unless we get well, sick in the break. Like I said, if it's after like three recording sessions, we should be good if we ever have breaks, though. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, oh, we're still going to record every other week if we do three. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, I think oh. that's what we... Sweet. I thought that's what we decided on. Maybe I don't not. know. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out <laughs> on that second weekend. Hey, do you want to record? No. All right. We'll do it next week. <laughs> it's probably... <laughs> yeah. Just fine. Um, Oh, we want to talk about the Oscars. So every year, if we keep doing this for years to come, we're going to do how many rom-coms got nominated for an Oscar. (laughs) I love this idea. So we're going to go through the list. Um, We're not going to go through everything, but we're just going to discuss it. So we'll go through Best Picture for sure. We'll do that. So uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Is Ford and Ferrari a male and female? What do you Are think? They? Is it a rom-com? No. No, it's not. <laughs> no rom-com there. The Irishman falls in love with a woman? No. Jojo Rabbit? No, just comedy. Uh, Joker? So bad. It's beautiful. Jojo Rabbit is? Oh, Jojo Rabbit I really liked. Um, yeah, it's fun. It has uh, Scarlett Johansson. It has some kids that are cute. Got old. You'd watch. I think you'd really like I, it. Michelle and I, it's... We really want to see it. We want to see 1917. I want to see it so bad. And it's on the list, but I, yeah, I want to see that one very bad. Uh, we'll do a offshoot 1917 where we talk about how good it's going to be. Okay, Little Woman. No. There's a love story. There's a oh, lot of love stories in it. But is it a comedy? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Let us know if Little Woman's a rom-com. Question. We'll review. How about this? If any rom-com gets on the best picture list... We will review it. We will talk about it on this podcast. For sure. Because <laughs> it'll never happen. <laughs> but here we go. Oh, you had a question. Um, I just realized something. It doesn't happen very often. Because Jojo Rabbit's comedy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's a war comedy, so it's... I mean, it's satire, mostly. It's satire. I saw it, and it's 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 funny, but it's like got very serious parts oh, in it, okay. too. So it's kind of a dramedy. Oh, okay. Cause, yeah. Because comedies aren't nominate usually in general um, like you get like funny movies but it's not hilarious well yeah it's not like a comedy genre. yeah yeah i i mean jojo rabbit is a satire so you could say something about that but not all satires are comedies that's true um i think once upon a time in hollywood's pretty funny but it's i don't know it's serious at the end oh okay um i don't know what else i haven't seen parasite Joker, that's got a lot of laughs in it. It's called Joker. He's he's joking with us. He's you didn't like that, did you? No, I did not. That's interesting. I did not like that movie. Everyone I talk to likes it. Okay, Marriage Story's on the list. That's gotta be a rom-com. No. It's called Marriage Story. Yeah. It's not? Isn't it about, isn't it like a divorce story? Yeah, it's a divorce. <laughs> I watched it. We watched it this week. Was it this week? Last week? And it is very sad. <laughs> is it good? Oh, yeah. I want to see it. It's, um, 
like I thought, oh man, this is gonna be hard to watch with a significant other like my wife, but it ended up being like a lot better. We both really liked it, and it gives you a perspective on your marriage. Oh, interesting. Like people fall out of love, but it's not necessarily means it's the worst thing in the world. Like they're still friends in the end because oh, okay. they have a child and stuff, but they they still hug each other. You know, you see this in movies and stuff, but I, th- I think I saw it in real life a couple times with my friends. But they. Like their parents would get a divorce, they'd come over and they'd like give the their ex husband or ex wife like a little kiss on the cheek or whatever because they still love each other and they yeah. talk about that in this movie. They're like, we do love each other, it's just not for us. Yeah, I have a it's, family member who's just pretty young. I, I say family generally, just uh-huh. to not if in case someone's listening and has any inkling, but it's just interesting some of the things that he would that I guess it doesn't really give it away um, that he's going through and it's just, it's just interesting. It's, I mean. I, I'm very happily married, and so yeah, same. I don't see it happening, but I mean, it's just it's interesting. Yeah, just to hear people talk about it because it's something I don't ever really think about unless yeah. But it's probably like the best thing for the people. Yeah, especially like this this situation. It's not abusive or anything. It's just like she's not happy, and she feels like she hasn't done the things she's wanted to do, and so she's like, I want to, I want to go out and do the things I want to do. Yeah. But it's definitely not a romantic comedy. It's <laughs> not even romantic. There's moments where you think, oh, this is getting romantic. The very beginning is very cute where they like list things they love about each other. It's really very touching. And then it's like goes downhill from there. <laughs> but we see the meme. Have you seen like the scene where they yell at each other? It's like a meme. Yeah. It's, yeah. And the one with Adam drivers. Yeah. Used quite a bit. Yeah. And Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. yeah. They make fun of Adam driver in it, but that scene made me cry. By the end, it's so because he at the very end, he's like, I wish you would die. I, I dream about it and I wake up every morning hoping you're dead. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And it's so rough. It is rough. OK. Anything else? Let's see. Any other rom-coms? The Two Popes. Is that a rom-com? Does that get nominated? I yeah. thought it, was a- it got nominated a couple times, which is also oh, on Netflix. I'm thinking of the um, new Pope. That's yeah, that's was, a TV show. That's what I was like, wait a second. That Two Popes. Very confusing. Because two posts something, because uh, Ricky Gervais made f- fun of it for something at the, uh, yeah, the Golden Globes, Golden probably. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, nothing else. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon. That came out last year. Did it? The Hidden World. Was it last year? I s- That's what it said. Nope. 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 Nothing. Oh. Nope. Nothing. Wait, okay. How to Train Your Dragon was for animated film, right? Yeah. Okay, I, was just, <laughs> I saw it on the list, and I was like, what? The, I forgot I that about was, that. Man, I, I, it's I, the most forgettable animated movie last year, and the first one's amazing. Anyways, Rise of Skywalker? We're not going to do technical stuff. Okay, let's talk about Dan in real life. <laughs> that was stupid. Why are we doing this? We got to hurry. We got to make hour-long episodes. We're already 10 minutes in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That was a 10-minute waste of time. Okay. Dan in real life. Who do we got? We got Steve Carell. Yep. We got Dane Cook. Yep. Height of his powers at this time. I remember hearing about Dane Cook all the time in the early, like, mid-2000s. Yeah. He he had that bit with the Burger King. Yeah, we listened to Dane Cook at Scout Camp a lot. I don't know if you remember that. (laughs) No, I do. And I hated him. I always did. I thought his comedy was just so dumb. (laughs) But, I mean, it was... It made you laugh a little yeah. bit. He, he's kind of a one-note, like, kind of bro humor, I felt, but I could be wrong. What am I doing? I don't remember. Like, I haven't listened to it. Like, it's hard to tell because there's probably, just because it's high school and you do, like, you like certain things just because of situations sometimes. hmm And I feel like that would have been me with with him. He was a little, he's raunchy, isn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, so that's probably one of the reasons I, like, liked him. Yeah. Quote unquote. Right. So it was something for me to be rebellious about. <laughs> Stupid. I know. It's it was me and Eminem. Like I loved Eminem, but I couldn't listen to him at home. It's too raunchy. Um, I just want to say, like, the cast in this is amazing, right? Like we got Steve Carell, uh, Allison Pill, who's one of the daughters. She's in a lot of things. She's in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. She's uh, uh the drummer. What's her name? The redhead. Oh, she is. Yeah. Okay. Um who we got? We got, uh, like, Diane Weiss, who's the mom, who's not much older. She's in, like, Hannah and her sisters. Yeah. And she's Cage. only, like, what I was reading, actually, on this. Uh, yeah, she's six years older than Steve Carell yeah. or something. That's 
funny. Uh, John Mahoney, who's in uh, uh, Frasier. She, he's in a, he's in a bunch of other stuff though, like Flip, Moonstruck, Say Anything. Gotcha. Um, Amy Ryan, who is in The Office, she plays uh, oh, freaking Steve Carell's love interest. Um, oh, what's her name? The boss or whatever. No, she's HR. This is when Toby leaves. She comes in. I'm sure it'll tell me if I click on it. When does Toby leave? Toby goes to Puerto Rico because he touches Pam's leg. Remember this? Is it coming together yet? I, I think the last time I watched The Office was in high school. Let's see. So. Oh, Holly. She plays Holly Flax. The first time they meet is like, she he, she's fixing her chair. Well, they've met, but Steve Carell doesn't like her because she's HR. And then... She, he does some mean things to her, and, and Jim's like, hey, go go apologize. She's pretty. Maybe you can hook something up. And he's like, fine. Goes and helps her with the chair, and he's like, help I, help you, I can. And she's like, like looks at the camera, looks back at him, and he's like, please, you must. And they like do a Yoda thing back and forth, and then Steve Carell's like, oh, this is fun. But kind of interesting to see that, too, that they acted before. Anyways. She's in the office? Wait, who's... Who is this? This is Amy uh, uh, Amy Flax. Is that her name? Amy Ryan. This girl. Who is she? I'm trying to remember who she is. And she's like a wife. She's one of the. She's just oh, one of the family the, members. Okay. She's not, the, she's not the love interest. The love interest is Juliette Bonacci. Yeah, I recognize her, but I'm like looking through her movies, and I'm not recognizing. Like, yeah, I didn't she's see not, chalk a lot. Yeah. Is that how you say that? Chocolate? Chocolate? Yeah, chocolate. 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 Chocolate without the E. Yes. Um, yeah, I actually... So this movie for me is very like... It's fine. It's good. It, like uh, overall, I, I liked it a lot. But there's, there's one scene that I think is so freaking good. But we'll talk about it. But uh, it's pretty generic. You know what's going to happen. Oh, I wanted to bring this up. We've been, like, this is our 20, 30th episode, something like 29th that. 29th episode. 29th episode. Are you starting to see just patterns? Like, no, oh, yeah. it's like, and I know this is true, but, but now that we're watching movies once a week, the same genre, especially, it's just like, so you, you know exactly what's going to happen. Right. And this one is oh, yeah. just, it's so predictable. Oh yeah. But it's, it's, it's a good watch. Like it keeps you entertained. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's a, the thing that was, it was a, I think I knew about this. I would. Try, I try to. If I've never seen it, I try to just be as surprised as possible, mm-hmm. just to make, especially with the genre that we have. Right. Um, but it was. It was just an, an interesting story concept. Yeah. That was. That was. I mean, that was a unique. If you're going to do a romantic comedy, you've got to do something that's different. Yeah. And and I, I like that. It was interesting. I don't think the tension was. The, there's a lot of tension. Okay, so I guess we should just say like. Dan, Steve Carell meets this girl at a library and gets her number. And Dan's like a divorcee. Or no, no, no. Her, his his wife died. Yeah, he's a widower. And he hasn't dated in like five years. And it's very, he plays a very depressed man who's a journalist and all that. That's kind of the setup. But he meets this girl at a, not a library, it's a bookstore. Yeah, it's like a a cabin that his family owns. They're going to like, it's a family reunion. Yeah. It's like a beach house yeah. in, uh, Island, Rhode Island. Yeah. That's where it was. Yeah. And they've owned it for a while. It's a, this huge, it's very nice. Yeah. It looks pretty. Um, but they, sh- he meets this girl and like falls in love with her. Like, wow, this is great. And then you find out this girl is Dane Cook's girlfriend. Yeah. They've been dating for a little while. Yeah. And Steve Carell, that's like the tension of the whole movie is like, he meets her before, but he tells the family, like, oh, I met this girl. She's amazing. I want you guys to meet her, but I probably shouldn't because I only got her number. It's, But she's amazing. Um, but that's the whole tension of the movie. And I don't feel like the tension's there because you know what's going to happen in the end. Even I've never seen This is the first time I see, saw this movie, but I knew. I'm like, oh, yeah. he's going to end up with her. Oh, yeah. You know? So it to me, that fell a little flat. But there's just moments in this movie that are charming and fun enough that keeps you wanting to watch the whole thing. And I think Steve Carell does a good job of like being this depressed guy who's like finally in a situation where he's like, I actually like this girl, but it's a really, I mean, it, he admits and he portrays in a way where he's like, he knows it's wrong to some extent the way he's behaving. Yeah. But because he's been alone, 
dad of three girls for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Which hate him. Yeah. All three of them. He doesn't, that's like a big thing is like the oldest girl likes him probably the most and the youngest is like okay with him. But the, the like teenage daughter is like, I hate you and everything you stand yeah. for. Well, it's the, the youngest daughter likes him. Kind of. Because remember at the end, like she just wants to show him a picture and he's always blowing her off. Well, like kind of a, in the, earlier in the movie though. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I, I, yeah, because early in the movie, you kind of just see him being this single dad, like mm-hmm. doing the laundry, and that's where a lot of the relationships are established. And he, there's the teenage daughter who's, because each of them kind of have their thing. Mm-hmm. Like the teenage daughter has a boyfriend that he doesn't approve of because she's young. Yep. The one daughter is, she Going has a college. license. Oh, that's the, what it is. It's a license. Yeah. Uh, but he won't. It's a permit. Oh, a permit. But he yeah. won't let her drive. Mm-hmm. And then the, the younger one, because she, I, they do a good job of, she just has this innocent, just loves her dad. Because yeah. he's doing a good job of loving them and taking care of them. Now, I don't think this is explicit. Does the wife die because of the daughter? Because they said it happened five years ago and the daughter looks about five. Oh, I don't think they said anything about that. Hmm. I want, That's what I was thinking watching it. It's like, I think that, I think it probably happened during childbirth. Yeah. They didn't Anyways, say that. that's depressing to think about. It is. They're <laughs> <laughs> about the same age as that time jump. I didn't even think about that. They have a nice house, though. Like, he d- he must be a good journalist. And they yeah. talk about that throughout. He's, like, trying to get a promotion, and he ends up getting the promotion in the end and stuff. And um, this is not a – I also feel like it's not a super conventional rom-com. It is a rom-com, but, like – it's shot in a way that's more of like a family dramedy. Oh yeah. You know, it doesn't have like super bright lighting. It's more of like a tonal depressed feeling. Yeah. So that's, it, it was something different to watch. Uh, yeah. Cause we're going to talk about like crazy or uh, crazy, stupid love. Gosh. I almost said crazy rich Asians, crazy, stupid love next. I don't know if we'll, I mean, actually that'll be three weeks from now, but, um, like that has, I feel more of a. Well, no, that one's pretty cinematic too. That's a good movie. Anyways, we can yeah, talk. We'll talk about that here next. Yeah, how'd you feel about the movie? It was like I said. It's. I think you liked it more than me. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where if I had like a, I'd give it like a six out of ten type thing. Yeah, I think it's. Like it's above average. Like because five, like I said, on a scale like where five is the average. Like it's. It's above average enough for me to watch it again, but yeah. it's not like this great masterpiece. I really think Steve Carell. I mean, it. You can really kind of see his dynamics, especially watching two movies of his back and forth, and seeing him in a, in a number of films, The Office, and seeing things like Fox Foxcatcher. But you can you you really see his kind of dramatic. Not, I mean, it's not like super dramatic, but you can see his dramatic ability in this film. Oh yeah. I uh, I think this is very easy to watch, too. It doesn't yeah. feel like a chore to watch. It's yeah. pretty short, so it's like, it's a great movie to just put on. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, like, uh, let's put some background noise on. Let's watch Dan in real life. And it looks, I think the marketing's pretty bad because it looks like it's a depressing romp because he's, like, laying his head in a in a pile of pancakes. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, that's not really. Yeah, it wasn't marketed not, very romantic comedy. Yeah, it, it's not that kind of tone. Like it doesn't feel like he doesn't care about life that he'd put his head in a pile of pancakes. Yeah. So to me, like, I think that's what straight people away. If they, if they marketed it more towards like a rom-com, I think people would have seen it more. Cause it's not like it made all that money. Yeah. But it is Disney. This isn't a Fox film. This is yeah. a touchstone, which I was surprised to see. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because uh, this is on Disney Plus, so if you want to watch it, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, very. Like I said, all these three films are all PG thirteen or less. Yeah, yeah. We watched uh, Crazy Stupid Love on HBO, right? Yeah. And then Ten Things I Hate About You was on Disney, which yeah. I think is that was a touchstone as well. I would imagine. I think so. <laughs> I thought it was a Fox, but then I, I think I never saw the Fox logo come up. Yeah. But okay, so I want to talk about one scene in pati- in particular that was, I think, the most effective. Yeah. So real quick, we the basic rundown again. I don't think we. Oh, you said it. Never mind. I mean, like that's the whole tension is yeah. like he, he he finds a girl at the bookstore, and but you find out it's her, his brother's dating her, and so there's a lot of hijinks of like him trying to still talk to her, but probably shouldn't because he's dating his brother and she's like, 
there's this like push pull. Yeah. She really likes him. He really likes her, but she's dating his brother. Yep. That's the whole movie. And then there's a family and, drama within because there's three daughters and they're at a family reunion type thing. Yeah. Which I was reading the writer kind of basis off his own family. He does this. Like they go to a little beach house in yeah, Rhode Island. Just pretty cool. Yeah. So your favorite scene. Okay. I just think this is the most effective scene. Um, okay. It's the it's the the talent show. Oh yeah. Because he's like Dan Cook is wanting to sing this song to what's her name? Renee? Is that it? Like he wants to sing it to his girlfriend. Marie. Marie. He wants to sing it to Marie. And and Dan's like encouraging him, like, yeah, you should do it. This is like halfway through the movie. Yeah. Um, and Marie and Dan have had multiple conversations where they're just like, we can't, like, we can't be together. We got to be with, you know, I'm with your brother. What's the brother's name? Dane Cook. Dane Cook. (laughs) I'm with Dane. Mitch. (laughs) Mitch. We'll call him Dane. Yeah. I'm with Dane, which is also a weird name. Dane. (laughs) Dane it? Get over (laughs) here. I don't know. Um, So. It is interesting. I've never, like, really... Like, now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever met anyone named Dane. Yeah, ever. I don't know where he's from, but it sounds like a Middle West, like a a Central America type name. You know, like (laughs) Kentucky. Hey, I'm Dane. Come come milk my cows with me. (laughs) What is happening? Okay, so it's the the talent show. And he is um, encouraging Dane to get up there to sing a song to Marie. And he's like, okay, okay. He's just got nervous jitters. He starts get he gets up there and just Dane's by himself and he's like, um, he sings uh, "Love's Knocking on My Door." Is that what it's called? I think so. I have it up. I think, which is an amazing song. Yeah, that is yeah. A good let song. my love open the door. I can't play this. Well, we can. You just got to talk over it. I think is the rule. So real um, quick. Okay. So I so I say that the thing that bugs me about this scene because it's. More just me being picky. Uh huh. Is like, see, everyone knows the song. Steve Carell's faking is awful. It is okay. I was gonna. I know <laughs> it's so bad. It's it was distracting at first, but you don't really see his hands that much. Yeah. But so Steve Carell's playing a guitar. Yeah. So that's what we mean is his hands are just like barely on it. <laughs> like it's because like, oftentimes you'll see it and they'll I, like I can tell when someone's faking it. Uh huh. But, like, most of the time, it's not, like, noticeable. Uh-huh. Like, they, they do enough of a job to, like, make it look like... They usually do face close-ups or, or whatever. Or even their hand positions are, like, something resemblance of playing the guitar. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I, I noticed it, too. But I think the scene's effective enough yeah. that, for me... For I said, me, I think it's just who I am. I Yeah, you play the guitar. Yeah, so, it's <laughs> so it was... It's, it stood out like a sore thumb. But, like, so the scene... <clears throat> I, I wanted to say that before I, instead of after. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I I knew you'd say something. <laughs> okay, so Dane's singing by himself. He's on stage, and it, it's just not it's just, it's not coming out right. <clears throat> and then and then Steve Carell comes out with his guitar and and like plays the plays the guitar and sings with him. <clears throat> so Dane starts singing the lyrics. You know, like the lyrics are pretty much saying like you knocked on my door and um, it's been a great thing. Uh, Love let you in, blah, blah, blah. And then like he wants to end the song pretty much at the end, but then Steve Carell keeps going and sings the last lyrics, the last verse, which is like pretty much like a a forbidden love. Like we shouldn't be in this relationship, but Mm -hmm. I want to be type thing. And it's like, oh, even talking about it gives me chills. Because Dane Cook stops singing and then Steve Carell continues singing and is looking directly at Marie. And and it's just like, if if you, if this movie is like, if you don't like this movie, at least this scene is worth the watch for me. Like, I thought it was just so effective. It almost brought me to tears. I was like, oh my gosh, they need to be together. It wasn't this movie, never mind. Um, the, the thing that's interesting, I, I wish I would have actually pulled up the lyrics. I remember listening to it. What's interesting about the lyrics yeah. of that, too, is his family, the way they treat him, they know that he's still going through a rough time over his wife. And it's in, I'm trying to remember. that. Maybe I'm just, the way it was just acted, maybe that's what they were thinking. But the way they're like doing it is like he's still just dealing with this loss. Yeah. And that was kind of, the, that was an interesting kind of juxtaposition of 
of what the family perceives compared to what Marie and uh, Dan are actually feeling. It was just kind of, a, like I said, as you're saying, it's an effective scene for that reason. Like I said, it's, it is more the forbidden love thing, but there, there's a couple lines... Like that, I can't remember. What did you say the song was called? Uh, let my love, let my love open the door. So, so the last few lines are let my. So there's two lyrics that work with it. I don't know which one he sings because I don't think they sing the whole song. But it's let my love open the door. It's all I'm living for. Release yourself from misery. There's only one thing that get, that's gonna set you free. That's my love. That's my love. And then the last line or the last uh, verse is when tragedy befalls you, don't let it drag you down. Let love can cure your problems. You're so luck I'm around. Yeah. So that's because it's the whole tragedy thing. That's I I knew there was something about it. Well, and I was going to talk like this, these three movies we've watched, which we're going to release this one first. So you guys, this is a little foreshadowing. It's very Shakespearean, right? Like this, I think this movie's super Shakespearean. And of course, 10 things I hate about you is a, is taming of the shrew, but this one is like this forbidden love. They're not allowed to love each other. Yeah, which and, is very Shakespeare. Yeah, it's very Shakespearean. Yeah, think like about kind that. of Romeo and Juliet esque. Not super. I mean, they don't die in the end. It's a, it's comedy, but it's definitely like uh, Shakespearean look on love. Yeah, I mean that's he had a big influence on that type of story. Yeah, but it, this song was very fitting. They they did a good job. This is yeah. This is like this is what you expect when you hear. Like a song used in a movie. Like oftentimes it's a filler. It's just it's more of a mood thing than anything. But like lyrically, this song works so well. Yeah. Yeah, they did a, a very good job. Um, I don't know. Like I think it's, again, well acted and everything about it. But yeah. yeah. I There's another scene I really liked. Um, and you can, after this one, you can spout out any scene you want. But the they're playing football. I thought that was really yeah. good. Um, where she has Marie has the ball and Dan tackles her, and then the daughter pulls Dan aside and is like, "Can you stop flirting with with Dane's yeah. girlfriend?" He's yeah, like, "No, the, no, no, I'm not flirting." The conversation is interesting because it's because uh, the the youngest daughter um, asked her, "Be like, why is why is Dad flirting with uh, yeah. Dane's oh, girlfriend?" That's what it is. He doesn't. The daughter doesn't say, "Can you stop flirting?" He says. She says, "Hey, your daughter's noticing you're flirting with Dane's and, girlfriend." And he, she covers it up for him. Yeah, he's like, "I." She's like, "I told him, you know, I told her that it's it's gonna be okay, but yeah, like they're not, but you needed to stop." And it's and he he kind of initially doesn't say much, but he's like, "I do, you know, it's hard." I, I don't know if he says that, but it's yeah. a good thing. It's just like a good <laughs> again, like family dynamic going yeah. on there. Yeah. Trying to remember. There's that first initial. I thought that first initial dinner, not yeah, dinner scene, was pretty good too. Um, I think it's they get in a fight. Oh yeah, he's. I don't remember what he says, but he's kind of being. Uh. So she wants to. Marie wants to know more about Dane Cook. Right. And Dan just makes fun of him. Like oh, he don't yeah. want to know about he's him. Tra- yeah. He's, he's kind of being. A, a jerk about it. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's dated like 10 girls. Is oh, that yeah. what you want? He, like, he kind of throws them under the bus a lot. Yeah. He says a very funny line there, too. It's like, uh, aren't you, like, be an angel? And then he's like, this corn is an angel or something. That's an improv line. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Like, again, this movie, is it's good. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think... I don't know if the directors or the writers went on to do much more. Um, I I think this is an interesting look back at um, Steve Carell because, like, this is one of his first-ish movies, and I think it kind of – it's not what stood him out from the rest of the world because yeah. I think that's, like, um, Little Miss Sunshine did that. But um, movie-wise, and, of course, The Office was, yeah. a, was a big part of that. But it when, when did – Little Miss Sunshine come out. Oh, it came out before. Yeah, 2006. And the 40-year-old version was a big part of it. But I think, like, it just more settled in that, like, he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Because it is, his character in this is a lot different than, like, Crazy Stupid Love and kind of other things that he's done. So, let's see. Peter Hodges is the director. And he did, like, About a Boy. And his most recent, looks like, is Ben is Back. Pretty good director. About a Boy. That has um that has Hugh Grant in it and Nicholas Holt 
Oh, okay. And it's it's a rom com. We'll yeah. probably end up doing it <laughs> at some point. Let <laughs> me see what else. Oh, he hasn't directed a lot of movies. Okay, so he did Dan in Real Life, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, Pieces of April, and Ben is Back, which was 2018. Hmm. Oh, he wrote The Good Dinosaur. I still haven't seen that. It's weird. Very weird movie. I saw the beginning scene with the dad dinosaur. That's it. Oh, yeah. It's been so long. I haven't rewatched it's it. It's like, scene. It's like, yeah. His, his dad dies? Yeah, because yeah. it's the, the end of the world type thing for the dinosaurs type thing, and he's trying to get him away, so he he pushes him up the hill. Right. The The movie's based in Wyoming. Like, it's the Tetons and stuff. Oh, is it? That's like its inspiration. Oh, yeah. interesting. Pretty cool. That's like, cool. Like, where we went to scout camp. Yeah. That's what it is, because... It's the backside of the Tetons. They have these three mountains that are representing the Tetons, and oh. it's on the other. It's like the Teton side, so huh. it's definitely the Wyoming Idaho side. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. You should watch it for that alone. Yeah, because there. I mean, there's some desert scenes and stuff, but like definitely inspired by that area. That's cool. Hmm. Um. Anyway, so stuff that I liked. Um, one of the things that made me laugh was um, how they're making fun of this. The date, pig face. Hmm. They're like going off about her. They're singing the songs about her, and then it's Emily Blunt. Oh yeah, I forgot Emily Blunt's in this. Very forgettable. Oh yeah, I think for that reason though, just because the way that scene is played, it made me laugh. Mm -hmm. Like this, they're making fun of her. She must have been kind of funny looking as a kid, and then they go on the date. It's like, oh, she's super hot. It's Emily Blunt, right? (laughs) Very attractive woman. (laughs) Yeah, she uh, way early Emily Blunt. Oh yeah, this is so. It's weird because there's so many Office worlds colliding in this because emily blunt's married to john krasinski. john krasinski who's jim in the office and then steve Carell's in it with amy pill or not amy pill uh holly yeah and so it's like all these worlds colliding in this moment and i was thinking it's about the time when emily blunt and jim got married or john krasinski got married so i'm like i wonder if like steve Carell's like hey there's this emily blunt <laughs> Was the office so because this came out in 2007 oh, and the office started in 06 oh okay I think oh huh. five maybe, but they were they were definitely filming the office when he when he made this. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe not. I could be I could be just dreaming. Cause how how interesting would that be? That would Steve Carell. Yeah. Just like hey, you should meet this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect couple, John Krasinski and Emily. Oh, yeah. We'll see in ten years or whatever. But I mean, I'm ripped from. I am too. I love John Krasinski. I think he's like one of the most interesting people in Hollywood right now. He's gotten like, and it's really interesting because like during a lot of the time during the office, he really didn't do much for a while. Like it was just the office. he was Jim. I mean, but just the office. Like, because like Steve Carell did like a lot of these actors would end up doing. It's just interesting how it's really just within the last. He directed a few movies during the office. Oh, he did? Mm -hmm. They're not very good. They're okay. They like, they're fine. Not as good as The Quiet Place. I still haven't seen that. It's good. It's on. It's on Amazon Prime. Is it okay? Yeah. Maybe we should. I wouldn't. I mean, it's not a rom com, but it might be a good one to do for Halloween because it has a love dynamic in it. That's oh, yeah. very interesting. Hmm. But uh, we use the holidays as kind of like times to kind of yeah give some give some break to what we do. <laughs> so the John Krasinski, I think, is I think he got comfortable in the office, and he was directing, but I think he was just like, you know, I got a job. Yeah. type thing and then once the office ended he's like yeah, I should really try other things and that's when he started doing like um once the office ended he started doing uh like directing more he did this movie that was also okay but then he started writing quiet place and he did uh what's the Amazon show Jack Ryan Jack, Jack Ryan and I feel like now I think he'll be in a Marvel movie I think he's gonna be fantastic for or Mr. Fantastic. You think so? Yeah. Where'd that come from? I've never I don't I think it's just it's a fan pick that a lot of choose a lot of people choose, and I think it's a good fan pick. Yeah. Because he's old enough that he could have the gray, but he's young enough that he could do ten movies and he'll still look really good. I like that idea. Yeah. I, I think he'd be a really good Mr. Fantastic. I, but I also think he'll be in a Marvel movie. Whether it's Mr. Fantastic or not, I think Probably. he's good enough that and i think he'll end up direct i wouldn't be surprised if he directed like a fantastic four hmm. but um i don't know if they've never done a director actor pick like that so i don't know if they, they usually mean because the only time a marvel thing like that is just with taika waititi oh and well i guess um um iron man was uh oh john favreau yeah favreau's in all oh, okay. those 
Yeah, and, he's but, not in much of the first one, but he yeah. is more in the second. And so one. usually when it's a director act, it's usually a smaller. It's yeah, they're it's not never bigger. the main Mister Fantastic. Yeah, but I, if I was him, if I got that role, I'd be like, let me direct one. It, I, it doesn't have to be Mister Fantastic. It doesn't have to be Fantastic Four, but let me direct like an X Men movie. Hmm. I think that'd be real interesting. That is going to be interesting. The way that. We're getting super. We off do. Time. We do Marvel. We talk about Marvel every time. But it's just going to be interesting with this purchase of Fox, with all of these kind of things being under the actual Marvel umbrella now. Disney. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Yeah, it's it really will be. I um, hope it's good. Yeah, because like I said, I know that there's a lot of problems, quality problems with. Uh, Fantastic Four and X Men, uh-huh. but I think I have such a nostalgia for those. Films. I think there's a f- quality problem with Fantastic Four. I think X Men still holds up, like most of their movies. Yeah. I would say there's some, like their last one, yeah, was bad, and there's another couple bad ones. And there's New Mutants coming out, which I don't know if that's gonna be good or bad. It looks kind of bad to me, but getting, I mean, it's, it was supposed to get released almost like two years ago. Yeah, but I point. think that got mixed up in the Fox Disney buyout, oh. not so much because of the quality. Oh, interesting. And I think Disney might have changed some things to try to make it, but I don't know. To me, the trailer looked bad, but yeah, we'll see. There was people who I was reading comments and they looked excited, but I don't know. Um, Anyways, we'll, yeah. <laughs> and I wanted, in real life, <laughs> I want to talk about Steve Carell for a second because he has an interesting arc too. I, see, I think we talk about John Krasinski and we talk about Steve Carell. I think they went on different paths, but ended up in a same good position where like Steve Carell did his six seasons on the office and he's like, I'm done. You know, like I'm, I, I can't get comfortable in a place where John Krasinski, which we knew he was a star. Like you can see that in the office. He's like, no, I'm comfortable. I'm just going to do this. And again, I'm not saying like he got comfortable. He was directing and he was stretching a little bit, but you don't really see him act in anything other than, his directed movies in the office. I can look it up. Yeah. But Steve Carell, like he started doing really interesting things like Foxcatcher. He wanted an Oscar, right? Like he was trying to do really big importance. So good. He does such a good job in that. It was so, cause I, at that point, I don't know if he's really done much. I'd only seen him in comedic roles at that point. Right. When I saw Foxcatcher. So that was such a weird jump to a different role in his, Oh my gosh. The movie is intense in general, but yeah, I, and, and then he does like vice and these are way after the office, but you could look at his roles and he's not taking like comedic roles. And even Dan in real life is not the funniest movie in yeah. the entire world. Um, but it, it is interesting to see him do these things. Okay. So this is John Krasinski's directing career. So he did a brief interview with a hideous man in 2009, which was, during the only movie, well, it looks like a document. Oh, it's not a documentary. Okay. It, you know, it got like a, it has a 44 Metascore, 5.6 on IMDb. So it's like, okay, you know, yeah. I, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's, it's fine. Yeah. He directed three episodes of The Office. In 2016, he did The Haulers, which I've never seen. I hear again, it's like, okay. And then he did A Quiet Place, but he didn't direct The Haulers until after The Office. So I think like, and then let's see, then he wrote, a few things he wrote promised land um which stars matt damon and him and francis mcdormand i even heard of it yeah i have but it came out in 2012 i don't oh, okay. know that's why um let's see he wasn't was he acting during it oh he did leatherheads that was like his big like i'm in the office let's try to make him a leading man type movie and that was directed by uh um by george clooney and George Clooney's in it. Where is that one? I know the name. It's like, this is the poster. It's like an old, it's like the first Super Bowl or something. It's an old, oh, like, trying to get movie. the... Okay. Yeah. But yeah, see, John Krasinski's, like, trying to be the leading man. And, I mean, George Clooney, of course, is the leading man in it, but... Yeah. You could tell George Clooney was taking him under his wing and trying to show him, like, hey, this is how movies are made, I feel like. Um... But yeah, I think he just... Oh, Away We Go is the the one I was thinking. I thought he directed this, but he didn't. Um, Maya Rudolph and John Krasinski. It's kind of a hipster indie film. I never heard of it. Yeah. Anyways, we're not talking about John... He's not even in this movie. We're talking about <laughs> Steve Carell. He's done some interesting stuff. He's done Anchorman, which I think he's amazing in Anchorman. He's so funny. And, but like I was saying, he's, he's taken these non-comedic roles, and you'll see that like... 
Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, but overall. I think the only like role that's like, I think Foxcatcher is the only thing I've seen where there's not some sort of comedic element to it. Yeah, he's did Vice, which is right. it's kind of funny, and he's funny in it, but it's not a comedic role. It's not huh. like Anchorman, right, where it's like pure like, you know, I killed a man. It's it's just yeah. It's, I've been, I've never even, yeah I haven't seen Vice. That's know what's the about. vice president. Uh, it's Dick Cheney. Oh, he's in that. Yeah, yeah, he plays like one of his. He's like the mentor. I don't remember the politician's name, but he's like Dick Cheney's mentor. Oh, interesting. Growing up, so. Huh. Yeah. So that's that's Dan in real life. I don't know. How long recording? Oh, we did 30, 40 minutes. You're at forty-five. Okay, let's do uh, box office. Unless you have something else to say about it. I just realized we didn't really talk about the movie that much. They get together. I don't know. What do you want to say? That's true. You know, like, they fall in love. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I... What I liked about the end, like I said, predictable. Like I said, you knew it was going to happen. But I liked that it it was kind of this... Because they... So you find out that he... So she leaves, um, Dane Cook... And they're like, we don't know why. What happened? Yeah. And then he leaves. Well, he tells her, like, hey, I, I'm in love with your girlfriend. He te- well, he tells Dane Cook. Right? Isn't that what happened? There's, like, that's where the drama comes. That's why she leaves. They, like, the family breaks up because he says. I thought it was all at the bowling alley. Yeah, at the bowling alley. Oh, yeah. Right? So, because they catch. So, they're they're having their little date. They're kissing. So, they're kissing. The lights are out. The, like, the bowling alley lady's, like making it all cute. Mm-hmm. And as they're kissing, the family all walks in. Oh, that's what it is. Yes. What's happening? Okay, we're good. Oh. I just have to plug it in a second, but I'll do it after the episode. Okay. Um, Computer's dying, everyone. But yeah, it, just his his portrayal when he like apologizes because near the end, he's really putting off his... like. There's a, especially, he, you alluded to earlier, where... Um, the youngest daughter made something for him, and she really just wants to show it to him. Yeah. And it's really like a... Because like, at the beginning of the movie, they have this great... Like, it's the relationship that's actually good out of the three daughters, which makes sense. She's younger. She's not a teenager. She's not going through stuff mm-hmm. that would a typical parent would go through. And so it's just kind of this interesting where he's always... He protects her. You can see he has a great relationship with her. And then something happens. And obviously, it's the the stress of being in love with his brother's girlfriend. Right. But just the his when he apologizes, so there's that scene just with his daughters where it's like I messed up, and that's why. Like I just like the yeah his portrayal of it, and I like the when he has the interview, how he kind of like he puts himself under because he knows that he's being an awful person. Yeah, but it like gets him the job. Oh yeah, he gets the job too. Yeah, which journalism. Is, yeah, which promotion, is, which is fine. I mean, it's expected and kind of lame but yeah i like that scene in particular where he has uh he's like i'm not even i don't live by what i write yeah and in just the way he like said steve carell if you like steve carell this movie is worth watching yeah that's yeah, kind of like sure. there's so like a lot of very predictable things there's a lot of cheesy things um but steve carell does a great job and he honestly carries this movie yeah it's it's worth a watch it, yeah. yeah it's up there it's it's one of it's probably like Again, we've done 30 of these. It's probably like up mid, middle, upper, upper yeah. middle. Agreed. So, yeah, super good. Gets with the girl. They like, they chase it. They get married real quick. I think they talk about that. It's almost like a Disney type, Disney oh, yeah. princess marriage. They talk about it too. They're like, you guys have only, we've only been dating three months, but we're married already type yeah. thing. But he's a widower. And I, that happens a lot, I feel like, with widowers. I oh, feel yeah. like that's a really real thing. Really real. Really yeah. Real, really yeah. I mean, they, the daughters help because he gets in like a car wreck. He has like, a, there's a bunch of things that happen with the daughters that he's kind of getting after them for. And he does it. And then he has this moment of yeah forgiveness. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah. You're right. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> Box office. We didn't talk about the cop scene, which is pretty funny where he gets pulled over and he's like, crap, he was speeding to catch up with her. And he's like, crap, I got pulled over. I got a ticket, blah, blah, blah. But then the cop pulls over, pulls him over again. 
And he's like, okay, here's your ticket. And he's like, put it on my tab. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the cop's like, what'd you say? He's like, nothing. <laughs> there's a lot of, like I said, Steve Carell's really known for, like, because he's an improv. Yeah. There's a lot of improv things. Is that improv? Was I don't it, know. I think that was written. I know there's a lot of things. It said that they were encouraged with a lot of improv. Right. So it's always interesting. Because they got Dan Cook, too, which yeah. he's a funny guy. And yeah, for sure. There's definitely the, the cheap part of where he suddenly, like, after. After all this drama and tension with Dan, like almost immediately goes off with Emily Blunt. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of like, what? Yeah. Dumb. I think that they're just showing how like douchey the brother is. You I know? guess so. I don't know. Because Steve Carell kind of sets that up. Like he's dating 15 girls at one time. And blah, yeah, blah, I guess blah. that's true. But okay, box office. Let's do it. So this is 2007. Seven, uh, October 26th. So, so Halloween. Been, I'm trying to remember how old I was. 2007, you would have been? Freshman or sophomore? Uh, freshman, I think. Freshman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 2007, October would have been freshman. No, that would have been sophomore because you graduated in 10. Mm-hmm. So 2007, 2008. Yep. So end of freshman, beginning of sophomore. Yeah. October. Yeah, we ju- you just start school pretty much. Man. Sophomore. So number one is a is a sequel of uh how or yeah, like a horror franchise. Like it's not the first, it's not the second, it's not even the third, but it's the fourth. Scary movie. It's not a scary movie. It's a it's a horror film. Very Um, it's like Oh, it's like an actual oh saw. Yeah, saw. Ding ding ding. Okay, number two is Dan in real life. Oh, because it was eleven million. Did eleven million. Um What's the budget on this? It, I don't know, but it made forty-three million overall. Look budget the, was twenty-five million. Oh, so it did. You know, it made its money back. Yeah. So the box office total was sixty-eight million. Yeah, and you know they do promotions and stuff, so there's some money there. I'm sure it made a few million for Disney. Is the budget when they have budget? Does that not include promotion? I don't know. I never thought it did. I thought it just included the promotion of the or just the production the, the production of the movie. Okay, that would make sense, but it's just kind of interesting. It would be interesting to see the actual like, okay, they spent twenty five million on the film, but how much did they spend on yeah, marketing? I, I always thought it didn't, but I always had the impression. But I should do research on that. Yeah. Um, number three, I don't think you're gonna get. It's a horror film, uh, vampires, a vampire horror film. I don't know. Thirty days a night. Well, that's a that's a vampire. I thought, I it, was thought it was. Is it zombies? I thought it was vampires. I don't know. I don't. No. After an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for a month, is attacked by a bloodthirsty gang of vampires. Oh. Okay. Uh, I've heard of it. I just didn't know it came out. I thought it was yeah, a film in that. Yeah, I've never seen it, though. Number four is what is this movie? Oh, it's a Disney movie um, with, I think, The Rock. Tooth Fairy? It's not the Tooth Fairy. It's the other one. It's very similar. Oh, he does. Uh, yeah, it's not. He's a football player. And yeah. His daughter, game plan. The game plan. Ding, ding. That's really good. I would. Yeah. So I've seen. I've seen the game plan. I didn't see Tooth Fairy. Okay. So you're not going to know this. It's a, it's a big screen adaption of a stage play. <laughs> it's called Why Did I Get Married? I yep. never even heard of it. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what it is. Uh, then Michael Clayton, number six, number seven is uh, Gone Baby Gone. So good. Have you seen Gone Baby Gone? Yeah, that's uh Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck, and Casey. Well, Ben Affleck directed it. Casey oh, okay. Affleck sta- stars in it. Yeah, I watched it. Good. I was going through that stint where I was working out watching film. That movie's intense. It is intense. It that was a hard film to watch. Too. Yeah, I remember that was one I watched in high school. That I was like, whoa, this is so good. And it's still good. Yeah, <laughs> I need to rewatch it. It's been a while. It was yeah. There's yeah. I don't want to. We're not talking about those films. That I could so talk good. about that film for a while, though. That's it. We should take a month where we don't talk about rom coms. We, we should just pick like three movies or something. That'd be funny. <laughs> um, number eight is uh, we've reviewed it on this podcast. It's Nightmare Before Christmas. Number nine is We Own the Night. Number ten, The Comeback. Nightmare. It's a re-release. Oh, it's when 3D. they when it became. Is that when it like became Disney's? No, well, it's always been Disney. It's a Touchstone, but it's a they did a 3D re-release. Well, I thought because they released it first as Touchstone and then they re-released it as Disney. Yeah, I think they did. What was that earlier though? That movie's I been know, around. For, it probably was about that time, oh, but okay. it's a 2008 3D release. Is what oh, it says. gotcha. Yeah. So there's that. Um, okay, let's look at Letterbox. I should have had it up. I don't. 
have the app. I just need to download it. I mean, not download it. Sign up for it. Dan in real. Come on. There it is. Did I review it? Okay. I will look later. Oh, this guy really likes it. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to read that one. Uh, You're going to have to tell me later because I'm really curious now. uh, Let's see. These aren't funny. These are not funny. Come on, letterbox users. Should I just do the... Should I just do the one that I laughed at? I'm, yes, I'm curious. Okay, this is Sarah. Oh, fire emoji, picture emoji, Sarah, picture emoji, fire emoji, Sarah. Uh, three and a half stars. So she really liked it. She says, I'm done hating this movie. Juliet Bonocci is a MILF, and we respect that. So there you go. <laughs> this guy said three and a half star. His name's Ty. He said Michael Scott deserved that ending. So, you know, there you go. Michael Scott deserved that. Uh, yeah he was right in the middle of that like height of the office well 2007 i don't know it's right there but uh yeah we're gonna talk about the office more i'm sure in crazy stupid love i actually think we'll talk about not mike i think i'm so excited to talk about that movie crazy stupid love i think steve carell is not the best part of that movie oh i agree (laughs) but we'll talk about that he's good anyways this isn't you guys will hear more about that here soon don't forget to rate review subscribe (laughs) Um, visit our website romcomdudes.com visit us on our social meds uh, at romcomdudes and is that it? Mm-hmm. did I do it all? I think so producer Carlton <laughs> and as always Dane is not a real name <laughs> <laughs>